Welcome to the Gotta Pop podcast. My name is Buddy Gott, and I'm the founder and chief editor of Plethora of Pop, which can be found on medium.com or on plethoraofpop.com. On this show, I'll be talking each episode about new and classic things I've been enjoying from the worlds of music, movies, television, books, and some other things too. Sometimes I'll have guests on the show and sometimes I'll be doing them by myself. I thank you very much for joining me today and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. Today I am very thrilled to welcome a special guest to Gotta Pop. She is one of my top 50 favorite people on planet Earth, my lovely wife, Lisa Gott. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Oh! Thank you so much for having me. So really glad to hear that you said my name after you had that really (laughs) powerful opening. (laughs) With the top 50? Yeah, it was going to be really embarrassing if like another woman just walked into the room and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go now. (laughs) And she is my absolute favorite person in the world. In case there was any question of that, (laughs) I love you so much. I love you. And let's talk about something else we've loved lately, and that's been two TV shows. One we've been a fan of for a while. One is new, and it was a pleasant surprise for us. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, yeah. that's probably an understatement. Yeah, yeah. Don't even say the name of the show yet for that one because I just won't shut up about it. <laughs> so. Well, we're going to talk about. All right, I'll mention the first show that we're going to talk about, yeah. and that is a little series called Survivor. Oh yeah, you may have heard of it. It's been on the air since about 1962. Two, I think, right? Nineteen sixty-two. Okay, I'm not. I'm not sure when it started, but they're currently, at, well, they're just about to wrap up their forty-fourth season of Survivor. That's crazy, and I've watched all of them. I know it's crazy. I have not watched all of them. I was into it when it first started. I probably watched for the first five or six seasons, and then for whatever reason, I got away from it until. Probably five or six years ago, right? It was shortly after Lisa and I got married and we started watching it. It became a ritual for us on, well, I guess it was Thursday nights at one point and now it's Wednesday Yeah, it used to be Thursdays. I am, I'm not one of those super fans. Like I work with um, uh, a young woman who is totally a super fan. She's, She's a lot of fun. She listens to like religiously, I think several podcasts about it every week after each episode. I am not one of those people. Um, I also cannot tell you all of the like classic players' names, except for like, you know, Boston Rob and some of those, you know, people. Um, however, I, uh, it, funny thing, I work uh, in at law firms and originally I used to do like litigation. And so I had a rule, we had to work late a lot. And everybody knew that I would work whenever you wanted me to, except for Thursday nights when Survivor came on. I was like, <laughs> I have to go. And I also need tacos. So it was really cool because the firm that I worked with at the time, they knew it and they would actually have tacos catered and brought into the office and ready to go so that I could slip on out, go home, watch Survivor, and then come back and work until the wee hours of the morning. Wow, that's pretty so wild. So it was, it was like, a, that's, that it was, it's always been this like escape, <laughs> uh, you know, thing for me. So. And, and while we don't have tacos every week while we watch yeah. it, we always make sure we have something fun yes. to mm-hmm. nibble on. And, and like I said, we've been watching it together now for at least five or six years. And it's something we've generally been looking forward to every week and for the most part have enjoyed. Now, this current season, though, while we haven't disliked it, I can't say it's been our favorite. Wouldn't I, you agree with me there? Yeah, I have to say this is um, – I have never felt badly about a season of Survivor. Like I know a lot of the super mega fans haven't particularly cared for some of the rather dramatic changes of the twists that they've added in the mm-hmm. past couple years I actually kind of liked it and applauded it and I, and I actually wish that some of their sister series like Big Brother you know who's done on the same network would kind of do some of these clever you know twists because it does freshen up you know uh, the right. show a little bit but this season I, I kind of go back to one of the things I heard as a criticism from last season. And I I think you're the one who actually forwarded me an article that Jeff Probst um, had talked about where he said that a lot of people were really kind of shocked and a little unhappy that Gabler won. And they didn't understand. the previous season, 43. Yeah, they didn't understand why he won. And Jeff said, I'll be honest, I felt the same way. 
And then we, I went back and looked at all of the stuff, like not just what was put into the episodes, but all of the other uh, the footage. Fi- footage. Right. And, um, and he said, and I totally got it after I saw that. He said, so that's, that's what we kind of took away as a lesson is that moving forward, we're going to make sure that we're focusing more on strategy. And I feel like that is one of the things that maybe they changed that I'm not liking. Because I've, I've had a hard time, and I know I've been distracted by the other show that we're going to talk later in this episode, um, is I feel like I'm not getting to know the people. Like, I have struggled, other than the, like, very dramatic people like Carolyn and Jam Jam and mm-hmm. Carson, uh, who they are spending an abundance of ta- airtime right. on showing. I really feel like they've done a disservice to a lot of the other players because I know that there must be personal conversations going on and that was to be honest the challenges are fun yes and the strategy and of course you know um you know the voting and all that is is tribal council my god i blanked out for two seconds i was like what is that place (laughs) called that they go to um uh is is fun and interesting but i just feel like we're not seeing the human aspect of it and that's been one of the things that i've always loved the the personal even conversations that jeff uh, kind of prompted during tribal councils. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just feel like we haven't, you know, had that. We've only just started to get a very little bit of it in the past couple of weeks because obviously, you know, we're post merge, you know, and right. We're uh, at, right at this point. There's only five contestants left. There's only one more. I don't yeah. know if we mentioned it, but right, there's only the finale coming yes. up. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I agree with you completely. It's changed quite a bit. There used to be, well, every season or at least most seasons have had standout contestants Mm -hmm. you know that they might spend a little bit more time on for one reason or another either because they're exceptional players or just because they're dramatic or a little quote-unquote weird um you know this one's been a a, a little bit different you're not seeing too much about them i know there have been several contestants we've wondered you mentioned carolyn earlier she Mm -hmm. is uh, one would say quirky. Yes. She, she makes some interesting uh, facial <laughs> expressions and some of the things she says are, are I think quirky is the best. I don't want to ever call anybody weird, but, you know, she yeah. de- she's definitely unique. Least, yeah, yeah she's definitely cool. unique. And we were wondering why that was. And it took several episodes to learn about uh, some of her own personal stories as to some struggles she's went through that kind of explains, you know, why maybe she is a a little unique. But I mean, even when they've just, they, I was getting so excited because I think it was last week or the week before they finally got to the point where they were, she was sitting around with them and she was talking about how she's a, uh, a drug and rehab like mm-hmm. counselor because she is a recovering addict herself. And I thought, oh, okay, here, we're going to actually hear a little bit more of her story. I swear to God, I think that like snippet must have been like 20 seconds and yeah. it was like, whoo. And there, there was another episode uh, several weeks back, maybe even like a month where they went and they all go, oh, they got the letters from home. Oh, right. And normally it's that's a big thing where we, it's a tearjerker thing where all, all of them read, at least yeah. all of them read snip, at least snippets of some of their things. Oh my God, I think we got like a snippet of like one or two and, and not even the person who run, like yeah, won the, the challenge. Franny was the one. Yeah, who, who won it. Yeah, she's a, I, I don't know a whole lot. Well, like we're saying, I don't know a whole lot about Franny. I think she's in her early 20s. Her name is Franny Marin. And she's part of uh, this, well, her and this other young man on the show. Uh, what is his name? Matt. Matt. Mm-hmm. Little, little, uh, First, it was a friendship, but then like this romance developed yeah. between them. It was really sweet to watch. That's oh, been yeah. one of oh, my they, favorite things about the season. So cute, so cute. Uh, but getting back to what I was saying is that she was she was the one that you know won that challenge mm-hmm. that gave her group the letters and mm-hmm. I think they got a big meal but they didn't even focus on her like you said they didn't even share her letter she's the one that won and you didn't see what her letter was from home yeah and you know they they should have spread it around a little bit more I forget who they focused on instead of her it was I think two mm-hmm. of them but while they were compelling let's let's show a little bit more yeah I I just really I felt like and they and trust me they every single reality show out there um chooses who they're they're going to kind of angle at the audience to be the villain or right. the quirky one or yeah. you know whatever i mean i know jamie 
um, was uh, the one for a while they were really hyper focusing on her uh, because she was like, oh, I'm the MVP, yes. uh, VIP. You know, they need to 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 come to me because I know everything, which was hilarious because she so did not. Um, <laughs> people were lying to her left left and right. But you know, sometimes it's a little bit of a disservice even to those like they've pretty much then fallen off on her. And I'm like, I really don't know anything about her. Yeah. Like I was happy to finally learn a little bit more about Heidi mm-hmm. because I do like her. I do too. And it's funny I've mentioned it to you, but her, she looks very similar and her voice sounds very similar to a woman I work with Mm -hmm. um, who I like Uh, right so it's just kind of it's hard for me to contemplate not rooting for her although I need to stop as soon as I want someone to win I need to stop rooting for them because they go like I was (laughs) like oh my god I love Franny and Matt there goes Matt there goes Franny and now I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to root for Carolyn. So, and then last week I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you know, she, she almost went home <laughs> oh, last yeah. week. And, and um, we were, we both said, you know, if that happens, who are we going to even root yeah, for? I, I mean, just, there's one or two that I would be very happy to see win the game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, over, I, I think you really nailed it though. When you said that we need to see a little bit more yeah. about the people because you said you had said this too. We we watch the competitions that they have to do, whether it's for the immunity challenge or the reward challenges. Mm-hmm. And while they can be exciting to watch, and you're rooting for people during them, we're seeing repeats a lot every season of these challenges. So mm-hmm. that takes a little bit of the excitement away from them. And since that's the case, you need to have that personal connection with players in yeah. order to root for them mm-hmm. a little bit more. And you and I had talked about this before too, and I know some people we've seen online have had some problems with this, is, is that because so many of these challenges have been repeated, some of the players oh, yeah. have been practicing a lot at home before they go on the show like Carson like Carson yeah Carson's a young man on there I think he's only 18 or 19 mm-hmm. years old isn't he like a Nass, student at NASA, NASA yeah he, he's, he's a brainiac he's a little brainiac and I don't I don't say any of this to insult him because he does seem very intelligent he seems like a you know a great young person but he what did he do at well, home he had a he has a 3D printer at home mm-hmm. and he reprint he went online and he found the templates of all of these survivor pub, like classic survivor puzzles that they use in the show and he printed them to practice to perfect how to solve them okay i don't mean to be mean cbs but like why are you not changing the puzzles yeah you're using the exact same puzzles you've basically just made it you know in in the living in the day and age where you know uh artificial intelligence is like every other article you look at in the the paper talking about it you know this is an example of how it can now and people can do things you know i'm sure you know 10 years ago even you know just four years ago they'd be like well who would be able to do that right Right. who's going to be able to print a thing well even one of your friends has a 3d printer and he constantly prints all this wild stuff hi hi jeff solly (laughs) hi jeff but uh you know it's uh it's just kind of um funny that they wouldn't do that and and so that kind of makes it you know of course everybody comes in with their own strengths and weaknesses sure but you know and it obviously some of the things that we know about you know his job again we don't know anything really about him other than he's exceptionally smart and he's gifted and ha- is a part of a program at nasa so obviously that would lead you to believe he's he's good at puzzles right right but he now has an upper hand that other people don't and yeah. i don't think that that's necessarily you know fair i don't yeah. know yeah but. and i agree with you and, and i fault cbs and the producers more oh, than yeah. more than i fault him no, because I would you do know the same thing yeah if, if you see an there. opportunity uh-huh. to have an advantage then why not do it and it's cool if he had done that but the puzzle that he did was completely different but he actually said it they were like he was like oh i've literally been i've probably put this puzzle together like a thousand times and of course he won that challenge yeah um so uh so yeah some of those things have been disappointing and now obviously we don't hate it because we've been talking about it for almost 15 minutes and we've been (laughs) watching it every week and we are definitely going to watch the finale but uh yeah. I, oh, one other thing. Let, let, let's talk about finale. The, the finale. As if you're fans of the show, you know that since COVID, 
happened a few years ago. They had switched up how they do their finale. They used to generally have, uh, what would they get it down to? Three mm-hmm. contests, three finalists uh, in the ye- while they're on the island or ye- wherever they are. Four, four, and then it's yeah, and then right after the last, you know, right after the last uh, episode, you you would go to the reunion show, which was always like super classic like he the votes would be done on the island and it was this classic thing where Jeff would go get the container that contained all the votes and he'd be like okay well I'll see you at the at the show and he would sometimes they would make it look like he's walking through the forest and doing all these things and then before you knew it he popped out on stage and like I'm assuming someplace out in LA yeah and they would have the votes you know read there it was a live reunion yeah and then they you know all of these people uh were nicely you know their faces were plumped up because they didn't look like they'd been starving for like you know a month anymore and you got to hear about where they were sometimes a contestant might be pregnant you know, they're, where they got married and all these things. And and I think that kind of talks about one of the things that I thought was missing from the show is that human aspect is I think that's one of the things that drives us to watch these shows mm-hmm. is we get connected to, they're not just characters. Right. They're people that we see as, as kind of virtual friends and we wonder about them. Exactly. And what was nice about those is you had all of the players. Yeah. I think it's yes. usually what, about 16 yeah. contestants. And once COVID kicked in, they decided that they, well, obviously you couldn't, it was dangerous to get all those people together right. in one spot. And what they switched to was that after they had, I guess, the final competitions mm-hmm. and the final um, tribal council, thank you, the final tribal council, they, they, they would come down to pick, pick a winner there mm-hmm. on the island. And then they would, then they have like this little, after, they call it an after party where right. they'll sit and they'll bring in several pizzas and they'll talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on for the past you know, several weeks that they've been playing the game. But at that point, it's just the... The jury. The jury and then the ones who were the finalists. Yeah, the, yeah. So you're missing out on... All the people who all the other people. out. And I think, you know, um, the friend that I work with uh, who listens to the podcast, she, I guess they had interviewed some of the previous contestants of these past few years who had said that it was really difficult, uh, you know... Uh, sidetracking a a little bit because I'm so good at it. Uh, Jeff (laughs) Propes um, had said that he likes this because it's organic and it doesn't give them time to go home and rehearse an answer. And I kind of disagree that people are rehearsing answers. I think it's kind of a lot, especially for those finalists who didn't win, even the ones who won. You know, they're starving, they're hungry, they either just lost one of the biggest television uh, reality series or won. And that's kind of a lot to then dive into asking them questions about things that have happened in the past. They haven't been able to watch the show back to remind themselves of certain perspectives. They're still absorbing the very big thing that happened just minutes earlier. Yeah, and so one of my my coworker had mentioned that some of these people were like, look, like even, even if you gave us a day to go to a hotel, get a good night's sleep, kind of like wrap our heads around everything, kind of rally and get everybody else, you know, in, uh, it, I would be a little bit more fresh because they just haven't been able, I mean, I think, I think I remember even Gabler kind of having a difficulty answering some of the questions that Jeff was asking him during the reunion mm-hmm. reunion that. part of it. And I was like, you know, he's he was so excited to have pizza yeah. and beer. And he was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really hungry. I'm starving. So yeah. I just want to focus on this pizza. <laughs> and right it looks there's stuff in their faces, which is understandable because they haven't had real yeah. food. For a month or so. And uh, and of course, because it's live right then and there, you don't get to hear how this experience has changed them. Because, I mean, a lot of these people, well, all, all people who go on to reality series, uh, regardless of whether or not they hoped for this outcome, have a social media presence after it, which sometimes can help them launch mm-hmm. you know new a- uh, avenues of their business or right. just completely change what they're doing and uh it's always just interesting to again hear about the people yeah behind exactly. that so i really have to say this past season i feel like i have been disconnected 
from the people element. And I don't know if it's just me because I am kind of obsessed with this other show mm -hmm. uh, a lot or if it's just I've been busy in life with school. But I feel right. like I've always been busy and it's never detracted away from that. So I'm leaning on it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's you either. And now one thing I, I'm optimistic about is that it was announced just a few days ago that when the new season of Survivor happens in the fall, the show is actually switching from 60 oh, minutes yeah. to 90 minutes. That's right. And I'm hoping that maybe we will be able to see more of the things that we've both been rooting for here. Mm -hmm. Maybe more of the personal stories and maybe less of like, you know, the schemes that are going on. Right. Those are certainly fun to watch, oh, especially, yeah, you know, if you see, cause you see some like really devious oh, playing yeah, sometimes it's and it's entertaining, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So hopefully with the 90 minute episodes, yeah. we'll see a little bit more, which I think is, um, what they do with Survivor Australia. Oh, is that I, right? I, I okay. think those are all longer, longer shows. Oh, interesting. So it does make sense. It does. Uh, yeah. And uh, like we said, we have the finale coming up, and that's on, well, this upcoming Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And at this point, well, we've only got five players left. And for me, I don't know, I, th I think I'm rooting for either Carolyn or Carson at this point. But then who else is left? Is it... Um, Jam Jam. Oh, Jam Jam. Jam Jam I, and Heidi. Yeah. Heidi's actually been a pretty I, good player. I like uh, Jam Jam Yeah, I like Jam Heidi. Jam too. And, um, you know, I can't... Lauren, I think, is the other oh, one. Oh, yeah, who, yeah. Lauren's been a really there. good player. Now, I have to say... For instance, I feel like I I find myself not really rooting for her, but then I say why, yeah. and I'm like I think it's because I simply don't know anything about her. I yeah. feel like you know, and and I I would for those producers and directors who are out there listening, uh, you know, I would say that yes, it's kind of up to the players to make themselves have more of a presence, but I think also when you're dealing with people these are not like influencers and all this other right. these are just normal people some people are innately going to be more quiet and reserved like for instance if you and i were on survivor <laughs> you would probably get less airtime than i would uh because i'm nuts <laughs> um and i'm very well, emotional. i know you're and, perfectly and, normal and e either i would become the most beloved character or the most hated villain ever <laughs> um and i'd either win it or be the very first person like i would actually be the fastest person ever like put it off maybe maybe i would get people to drown me because it wouldn't be that hard i don't know how to swim um, jeff would be yelling at the other contestants no don't burn her with the torches <laughs> Yeah, here's a new fire making challenge. <laughs> burn, burn little witchy Lisa down. Uh, yeah, it's so I feel like the more reserved people, you kind of have to work to coax them, and yeah. maybe they do when the people are still just kind of reserved. But I feel like Lauren, I don't really know very much about, and I, I find myself almost kind of silently rooting for her because yes. I'm like, oh, that's not really fair because I think she's done really good in some of the challenges and she hasn't, you know, sometimes the quiet ones who haven't caused a lot of drama are the ones you really have to look out for because nobody's paying attention well, exactly. to Exactly, and I, and I think this, this kind of reminds me of the Gabler situation from yep. last year. While Gabler had won his share of challenges and things, I don't think most people, well, most people didn't predict that he was going to yeah. win, even when it came down to a couple of them, yeah. and he did. Yeah. And we could see a repeat of that here. Yeah. You know, she's, there's probably been, probably been things behind the scenes that we have not seen on right. screen. She's there in the final five, so she's obviously yeah. played the game very well, so I would not be at all surprised if she wins. Yeah, because, I mean, really, if you think about it, you know, Carolyn is, has a pretty big you know, target on her back. Like, she does. first of all, she's a very loud personality. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, she, like, she's just very vocal. She's very social. Uh, she kind of says what she has to say. She's also been extremely strategic. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, kind of like some of the contestants last week were saying, they were like, oh, she should really stop talking now because she is basically just 
reading her survivor resume to us and making us think, oh my God, I'm not going to beat you in a jury. She had so flown under the radar all season until this past week. This is a a good social lesson is that people probably judged a book by its cover. And they said, oh, she's quirky. You know, maybe even they were thinking she's a drug counselor. You know, how much is really there, you know? Right. Um, And you can't, you know, maybe if they weren't, even if they weren't purposely thinking that way, if it was like an implicit bias kind of reaction to Mm -hmm. her, I think people have just poo-pooed her uh, to be, you know, very kind of silly. Right. um, When she's actually a force to be be reckoned with. Very much so. I could see her winning it. And, I mean, Carson is like, I would not want to take him to the final two with me. and. Have him because he's been strategic. He's been more strategic than they all realize yeah. he is, and and because he was kind of the ones you know working with Jam Jam and Carolyn to try to create this 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 thing where Tika, at one time or another he yeah. had alliances with just about everybody, yeah. or at least very good friendships and relationships yeah. with them. And I think Jam Jam is a similar you know situation. He's got a loud personality. He's you know these are all things that could be bad if you're going up against them in a jury. But it also means that they have targets on their back. So if you're sitting there going, oh, well, I don't want Jam Jam to win. I don't want Carson. I don't want you know Heidi did this and Heidi was that. Who's talking about Lauren? Right, exactly. And then before you know it, she's there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't know. I find myself kind of silently almost rooting for her. I almost see her as an underdog just simply because I haven't heard a lot about yeah, her. Yeah, I agree with you. So, her and, and Heidi, I feel similarly. Yeah, I like Heidi too. a lot. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I like Jam Jam. I know Jam Jam can be ridiculous, but I, I'm a talker. And he can't stop, and I get it. So <laughs> I have a similar problem. So his name is really interesting, isn't oh, he's it? He's just adorable. If you read it, it's Yam Yam. Yeah, but everyone calls it Jam. Which I like yams too. Uh, yeah. So either way, well, there you go. You know, and um, well, I think we should talk about that other show as oh. well. Now, now let me let me say this: uh, we watch Survivor. We're on the East Coast of the U.S., so Survivor for us on Wednesdays is on at eight p.m. And we figured, hey, let's watch something mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. too. And I forget what CBS had on. Oh, gosh, I think they had on that silly I – mean, it wasn't the Love Boat show. It was something else we didn't care about. But it, we saw on Fox commercials for a show called <gasps> – <gasps> Farmer Wants a Wife. Farmer Wants okay, a Wife. Now I, I said I was going to try not to say this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because <laughs> it's funny. And it has nothing to do about the contestants. But And I don't think I, – I wonder if it's a song that I learned about when I was a kid <laughs> – I think uh, there was something about a farmer wanting a cow. And so I found myself <laughs> the first couple times calling the show Farmer Wants a Cow, which I don't know, probably a lot of <laughs> agricultural people would probably really be excited about yeah, a show like true. that. Like, actually, I think Hunter, Hunter likes to go. He was ta- He's talked about quite frequently on the show that he really loves going and bidding on cattle. So right. yeah, that's true. Uh, he could make this could be a spinoff series. <laughs> Fox uh, Farmer Wants a right. Cow, you know. Yeah, and and I and once you get that kind of thing in your head, a wrong oh. a wrong title like that, it sticks with you. Yeah, so, so that's we, why I just wanted to go ahead and preface in case <laughs> I m- mistakenly say that during the show, I am not calling anyone who's been on the show a cow. It's just as for some reason the the it just keeps coming out, and I keep hearing like a little nursery rhyme <laughs> in my head. So it's I blame that. And, and when this, this came out, we had seen a couple of commercials for it, and we thought, okay, this could either be. A disaster, yeah, mm-hmm. horrible disaster to watch, or because you know, you know, a lot of those kinds of dating shows, oh, they're horrible. They are. They get a, a little too on the sleazy side, yeah. and uh, I can't do it. Yeah, like like you now, and I don't mean to put down anyone who watches the show, but we've never watched Love Island, yeah. but but I kind of get that sleazy vibe from that, I and I apologize, Love Island, Love Islanders, if you're listening, but uh, maybe it, I'll, maybe I'll try it this season. I don't know. We'll, I we'll probably I, love it. Well, uh, the woman I work with, she's like, "Are you going to watch Love?" I was like, "Look, I do not have time for this." That is is a, it's Isn't a date. On like every it's night? every night, six nights a week. I'm like, I do not have time for this. <laughs> I'm trying to whiz through all the Grey's Anatomy, you know, seasons, and you know, go to school and work. And anyways, <laughs> anyway, if you if you're not familiar with Farmer Wants a Wife, uh, uh, did this start it. originally in Australia? As an uh, Australian, yes. it started somewhere overseas. I can't remember if it was ever initially in the U.S. a long, long time ago, but. It, uh, Farmer wants a wife in. I was to say farmer wants a survivor. I'm mixing the two things. <laughs> farmer wants a survivor. I guess uh, you know to be a wife, you've got to be a survivor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Survive the the dating process, but um, 
Yeah, I think it's it's a big show in Australia. It's a big show. And they they actually had uh, put out some statistics, I think, that I had sent you, like showing how many ma- successful marriages the uh, Australian series actually has created. Yeah, like, it was that pretty amazing to see those results. relationships, yeah. which is really cool. But, you know, so many uh, of these shows, I so the premise of this show, if you haven't, seen it and by the way the entire season is on hulu so go watch it um but even though this yeah, is this, gonna, the first season just ended like three days even ago. even though obviously we're going to be giving you spoilers you know sometimes knowing things doesn't take away from seeing how it unfolds yeah. um and it has been renewed for a second season yeah. so um, so yeah like lisa said we are definitely giving spoilers here so, so if you want to watch it maybe you should like turn it turn us off now and yeah then, sit, then pause it and then come back when yeah, you're done come back okay so um so you get four there's four farmers so we had alan who who's in Tennessee, um, Ryan, uh, who was the only uh, black farmer on mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, he was in North Carolina. Landon, who was in Oklahoma, and he was, they told us, the most, I mean, it, the most remote farmer. Uh, there, there was no neighbors for two miles uh, around his farm. Yeah. And then Hunter, who was in Georgia. Um, Alan had been previously married and was divorced. All the other ones have never been, uh, married uh, before. And I think most of these guys were either in their very early thirties or late twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, mostly in the third, third, around 30. Yeah. Um, like, cause I know Hunter is 32, I think. Um, and so each one of these men had, uh, eight um, by the way, I'm such a nerd to get ready for this podcast. I created little printouts of each <laughs> of the farmers and all of the women on their farm. And my Lord, I forgot that each one of them had eight women on their farm. And mm-hmm. I was like, good God, uh, you talk about going to the rodeo. Uh, <laughs> and I think initially in the first episode, it was even more than that. And then they narrowed it down to eight. Wasn't it when they all gathered together? Well, or, yes. Oh yeah. yeah there were, yeah, even, there were more. I yeah. think somehow they were already broken down for each farmer, for, for each farmer. And then they narrowed it down for, to bring eight back to their farm right. with them. Exactly. Cause they had like a speed dating thing yeah. to, to kind of make a, a um, knee-jerk reaction of of which ones they wanted to um to keep so uh yeah i was kind of flabbergasted i forgot i mean there's some of these people like ariana who was one of the women on alan's uh team team alan god i'm so sorry (laughs) ariana but i don't remember anything about you i saw your face and i was like is this right i don't remember did i somehow get to the australian uh (laughs) listing of that I mean, Julia was another one I don't remember. Um, Nicole and Erica, uh, uh, who was on Landon's thing. Mackenzie, Portia, and Chartasia. I vaguely remember Chartasia because I thought, oh, what, yes. what a what an interesting uh, name. Yeah, and uh, the way that it worked was um, basically every episode... They covered multiple spans of time, but yes. usually it was just a day or so. Each of the farmers could – they didn't have to do this at the beginning, but they had they, they had the option of asking one of the women to leave because – Yes. You know, because maybe they figured that they didn't see a future there with that person. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had some weeks where – it was only only one farmer decided to send anybody home. Yeah, there were several of the farmers that were having, and I and you know I don't know. I'm going to pretend like I'm one of these guys, and you know these guys live in these remote farms. They're working, you know, uh, guys, and I don't think <laughs> under normal circumstances they had eight women sidling up next to them um trying to be potentially their wives so i think some of them were just so overwhelmed by the experience that it was difficult for them to cut and i think in some ways that probably might have made it more difficult because the more women you have there the more difficult it's going to be to learn you know more more about them right. and to really see if they uh have an ultimate connection and and sometimes i wonder if some of these women kind of what we were talking about with survivor maybe are naturally uh, because the ones that i'm remembering i'm pretty sure 
were nowhere near as loud and extroverted as some of the ones who stood, with the exception of Megan. Right. Megan is really the rare uh, yes. person there. And Megan and, was part of Hunter's. And group. I have to say, actually, um, Ashley L. Um, and and Sydney were kind of more of the quieter. Um, I hate to say it, ladies, but less dramatic than some of the other other mm-hmm. ones. And I wonder if maybe uh, that didn't help the farmer, particularly the ones that maybe have not found uh, a potential significant other, really uh, check out that connection. And I, as I was putting together this list, I was remembering some of these people, and I thought they were with other farmers, and I was shocked to see whose <laughs> farm they are on. And I was right. like, now see, this would be an interesting twist, is if you, because some of these... Uh, events that they would go to throughout the series is they would all all the farmers and all of their ladies would get together to go to like either a rodeo mm-hmm. or um what did they have a, a big country dance type of thing oh yeah like night. a hoedown hoedown or, type yeah. of thing um where obviously these women could have met the other farmers and i it would be interesting if when a say a woman was voted out so to speak mm-hmm. from one of the uh, farms. What if if she was like had an option, or there was like a thing where you could switch and go to somebody yeah. else's, you know, farm. Now that is interesting. And vice versa. Like right. the farmers could. Okay, this is probably not a good thing because this is going back in the day where you know, hey, I'm gonna trade you uh, one woman for uh, that woman over there. <laughs> How's that work? Uh, yeah, I don't know. As <laughs> soon as I thought of the idea, I was like, oh, this could be interesting because no, what it could if, be. What if Ryan was like, oh, Alan. If you're not interested in that girl, um, I'll trade you. That, it looked like you had. Be... A, I'm not quite sure. That's probably the direction they want to go <laughs> probably in. Probably not. This is probably why I'm not a producer on a show. But anyways, so, but now that could be that could be they, they could go in interesting ways with that. Say, for example, one farmer asked. Uh, one of them to leave to go home and the producers gave her a choice as to whether or not she would go home or she could pick one of the other to be with. And by the way this is another thing that's wonderful for the time that we live in. You know it's not just these guys picking a woman and saying whatever the woman has to actually agree that they want to stay too. And if the woman doesn't want to stay she can leave even if the farmer wants her to. There were at least a couple of instances where that happened. They they were the ones that presented that they wanted to leave the show. I'm pretty sure if this was filmed in like the 1960s, it probably would have been a little different. It would have been a lot different. <laughs> and one thing that we didn't really touch upon this too much, but one thing I found to be very nice about it is when you when the show started, you saw all of these women together. And because it's TV, of course, you know, they had them really kind of, some of them were really glammed up, maybe mm-hmm. wearing, you know, like your, sh- you know, short skirts oh, and sure. high heels. Yeah. And, 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 but, but what's nice is it wasn't just, you know, some, quote unquote, you know, some sort of sleazy thing. Yeah. You learned a lot about most of them and you saw that they weren't just, a lot of them were like from the cities and they yes. had uh, really good jobs in the cities where that was sometimes an issue, whether or not she would want to leave her own life and her own career to right. be on the farm with these farmers. But it, it was a nice mixture because you had some too that, like I said, were more city, but then there was someone like, for example, Megan, mm-hmm. who, who was more used to like the life of a, of of a, a farmer, farmer. Yeah. And, and and it was it was a nice mixture of contestants i thought now one one that i thought kylie mm-hmm. um was one of landon's ladies and uh they had an unbelievable connection i liked kylie i liked kylie quite too. a bit now i'm gonna be honest with you i actually wonder if kylie and alan would have now, a connection i could so, see that so i actually say to fox Hey, you should come up with a reunion thing. Get all these people together, and maybe the, these farmers and ladies who didn't find love might find love with somebody else. Yeah. Like uh, that, that they uh, really like. But uh, Kylie had ran these extremely successful like lobbying events. Oh uh, yes, that's for right. For different causes, and Landon pretty much said, "I respect you too much to to even let you contemplate." giving that up, you know, to yeah. come to come here. Now I say to that, sir, she <laughs> yeah. chose she to did come choose. on this yeah. show. Are you just saying I'm not gonna support you in the endeavors you want to mm-hmm. do? Why don't you why don't you let life 
automatically unfold. And I'm going to use my beloved Hunter and Megan. I love Hunter. Like, I'm going to tell you guys, I am, like, legit obsessed with this show. And <laughs> I mean, like, with a capital O with a crown on top. Um, because Hunter and Megan, huge spoiler alert, are the only ones, as far as we know, uh, who had found long-lasting love. And you could see it from the instant that they met on there. And yeah. Megan was, what I love about her is she's really come out of her shell. She's very shy, very reserved, and she almost left the show. Very early on. Yeah, because, and I felt a connection with her because she did not like, you know, she even has touched upon this now in several interviews of people asking her about the experience. She's like, look, I lived on my own. I'm very reserved. And I don't open up, you know, automatically very easily. And you stuck me in a room with, like, a lot of other women and bunk beds. Mm -hmm. And these women, it's like they kind of want to become my friends. And you kind of sort of want to become their friends, too, because you're in this similar experience. But they're also the competition for potentially your, the love of your life. Yeah. So it's a very awkward situation. And she just wasn't sure if this is the way that she wanted to go about finding true love. And I'll tell you, five minutes of watching her, I my jaw dropped to the floor when I learned that she was only 23 years I know. old. There, because I would have thought that she was one of the older ones, not because she looks like she is old at all. She's cute as a button. But because she is just very mature. Yes, the way um, she carries herself, yeah. the way she speaks. Yeah, yeah very mature. Very level-headed. You know, um, Hunter was Hunter obviously was smitten with her. Oh, right away. You right away. That. And he makes came to him and said I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do this and he talked her in to staying and um they were our favorite you know right from the get-go yeah we I were mean, really I, hoping that I was have to work. say like him both of his ladies like his second choice in the end was Sydney Right. Um, and I really liked Sydney yeah, too. Yeah, I like Sydney also. Uh, um, and I'm really glad to see that they've got quite a friendship. Even the three of them have mm -hmm. a very close knit, um, you know, friendship. But Megan was just amazing. She wasn't. Um, I, I hate to say this, but there has been a little bit of cattiness and drama. Mm -hmm. Megan was never an instigator like that. But she also, as shy and reserved as she was, she did not hold back in letting Hunter know exactly how she felt about certain yeah, things. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then she, unfortunately, had quite a, a bit of shocking news. Her grandfather, unfortunately, passed away during the show. She had to leave the show. Yeah, it was like midway through the season or somewhere around there. And I was heartbroken yeah. because I was like, oh, my God, like, this is terrible because anybody who took five minutes to look at the way they looked at each other yeah. knew that this should not be ending. Well, Hunter apparently dropped everything and was like, look, I'm taking her to the airport. Yeah, he, I we want found out after he had told the producers that. Yeah, he said, okay, we're I, stopping I, filming right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to take her to the airport, and I want to make sure that she's okay. And she went home, and that was actually a huge turning point with, with Megan because Megan obviously had a, a big connection, but she was mature enough to, to, to be like, look, this is pretty new and fresh. I don't know what this connection truly means. But she said, you really learn about people when – life gets tough and that's mm -hmm. that's really true and i think she saw he's somebody who's always going to be here for me yeah and he absolutely. was heart he was heartbroken he came back and i felt bad for all the ladies because you there were tons of memes going around where these ladies were like oh, oh maybe we have a chance now but then he's like okay i'm going in for the night yeah <laughs> and he goes in and just leaves them you know because you could tell that he was heartbroken because yeah. he had such a connection but she uh talked i guess to her family and her grandmother and yeah, she uh, went back for her grandfather's and, funeral and she and... went back well yeah when she was there she talked to her grandmother and uh you know they told her look you you got to go back if you feel this way and so she went back and again if the looks on these other women's faces were like well there goes that um, <laughs> there's no chance for yeah, it was for a great that. dramatic scene too where uh, you yeah. saw hunter and the other ladies on his farm just you know going about their daily routine and then this truck comes pulling up and they're like okay what is this and then Megan got out. It was this great romantic. Yeah, it, was, it was like out of a romance and movie. And he's like really. power kind of walking beautiful. to her. Yeah. Uh, pa power walking over to her. It was really uh, amazing. So I uh, I am um, 
doing everything I possibly can to follow their love story. They are from, uh, they are the only ones, as far as I can see, that have been very open and public about with interviews so far. Um, they are still together. Uh, she moved from Dallas, I think was where she was. She's originally yeah. from Tennessee. Um, and she's moved back to Tennessee because that's only like four hours away from his farm and they're in Georgia, yeah. in Georgia. And so they're still seeing each other and taking their time. And, uh, I really will be super excited to see how their relationship yeah, me too. Um, progresses. What's neat about it is this show, much like Survivor, Survivor, now the current season that is still on with Survivor, I just read that it was actually filmed last June, June of right. 2022. And, you know, we're seeing it almost a year later. And that's similar here for Farmer Once Wife. This was they actually stopped filming it about six months ago. Yeah. So since then, um, for example, Hunter and Megan have been seeing each other, but they've had to be really secret. Well, as soon as the show started airing, I think back in March was when, it? when the February? commercials went out. For they had they shared a funny story. They they were like, "This has been like such a roller coaster," and they're just so relieved that they can be out in the open and public now. Because for two months immediately after airing, I think she pretty much lived with him. Mm -hmm. Um, She spent uh, Thanksgiving with his family and all that. And uh, then they went on a cruise and they were actually, I think, eating on the cruise and a TV commercial came on for Farmer Wants a Wife. And and he was like, oh my God, okay, we're going to have to go back to our rooms. Let's just very (laughs) quietly get out of here and go back there and stay in there. So... Yeah. So, yeah, I know that must have been a big relief once this final episode aired the other night. And, you know, we're talking a lot, a lot about them. They yeah. were uh, – if you were following the show as it was going on from week to week you saw, and you were online reading things, you saw that they were really fan favorites. But that's not to say the others didn't have their own followings as well. I, I liked all four of the farmers who were mm-hmm. on the show to varying degrees. Uh, one who I think kind of gets a bum rap sometimes is Ryan. Yes. The one you mentioned who, who was the the only black farmer of the group. And and he was, uh, you could tell, he, he, was, he was kind of a shy guy. And uh, unfortunately, one of the ways that he seemed to connect most with the women as the weeks were progressing oh, was... he was a kissy little guy. He was guy. a big kisser. And uh, it seemed like he was more interested. And I think one or two of the women had maybe thought this might have been the case with him where they were wondering if he was more about the physical connections than an emotion than in an emotional connection. Right. And uh it turned out as it went on, you learned that, you know, he had his own insecurities. I think he's maybe had some bad luck in previous well, relationships. He also it, had to grow up very quickly he because did. uh he was basically like the man of the house. Yeah. I think his brother passed away. His brother very passed away and I don't on. think his father was in yeah. this situ- in the story. And uh, so I think he kinda, you know, uh grew up very quickly and uh you know, I think I think regardless of what happened, he obviously didn't he was a unique situation because he had his final two ladies, which was Sarah V and Sarah H, which by the way, I didn't never really realize that they call her Sarah H because it's Sarah with an H. Her oh. last name is actually Sarah I. That's, oh, that's her actual like uh initials. I saw that when I was making oh, that that's uh, interesting. Uh, but she's Sarah with an H. Sarah V was no H. Oh, that makes sense. However, the ultimate person he chose was someone he had already um, asked to leave the farm, oh, yeah. Haley, who he had an unbelievable connection. And sometimes I wonder whether or not letting Lily go mm-hmm. was a smart thing. Um, yeah, I thought he, I, right from the beginning, I was kind of rooting for him and Lily, but that just didn't pan out. But I think, you know, regardless of all of that, there were a lot of things from, uh, from what it seems. I Obviously, I'm not him and I don't know his story, but it seems like he had a lot of things that you know, we're kind of holding him back. And uh, regardless of how it ended up for him, I think this was a win for him because it did teach him how important being able to express your feelings and that it's okay. And that people actually can relate to you even more when you express uh, your feelings. And so I I would guess, and I hope, that moving forward, that's something he feels more and more open to do and that he finds true love the way he's supposed to. Yes, I hope Because I think well, underneath so. it all, he's a, he's a great guy. If you see how he a- interacts with his mom, um, 
you know, he's a hardworking guy and he's very respectful. I mean, the way he, he spoke with all the women and all that. I mean, we're teasing him about being a little kissing fool, but. Um, <laughs> he, he was very respectful. He was very respectful, a hard worker and, yeah. and a great son to his mom. So I really do hope that he finds, Me you know, uh, someone for him. And I and I hope Fox does a, a reunion show where we, we hear about this maybe a year or something. Uh, that would be now. nice. I would like that a lot. Apparently on the Australian show, at the end of the season, they do show you what the right. people have been up to for the past several months since they stopped filming. And I would like to see that going yeah. forward with this because it has been renewed for a second season. Yeah. So obviously we we were big fans of this. It blew us away, really, because yeah. we expected Wednesday nights to be you know, sit down, really getting into Survivor, enjoying that. And then Farmer wants a wife, you know, with, okay, well, that'll be something to just kill an hour. But Yeah, he's saying this. I was a little bit more excited about it than he was. <laughs> um, I mean, it, instantly I changed. It so. made me think of another show, and I don't want to get off too 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 much topic because we still have two, 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 two guys to focus on a right. little bit. But there was another show that kind of uh, – it wasn't like this at all, but it was masquerading where the guy was like, you know, the good old guy where secretly he was like a bazillionaire or oh, something yeah, yeah. like Joe that. Joe Millionaire? Joe Millionaire. Yeah, and that I was, was a like, while back. You know, if for some reason there was something about it that made me think of it. And I, I yeah, liked I that, that show quite a that bit. That was a fun show. But another one of the farmers, um, Alan, uh, like who Alan. was in Tennessee and... Um, you know, he had uh, an interesting... He had a... a a very energetic group of women with him. Yes. He really did. And uh, Cassidy, Cassidy <laughs> Joe was on there. And I got to tell you, I can't not like that woman. Yeah. I love her a little bit. And I'll be honest, for, in some ways, I was kind of rooting for her. And I do wonder whether or not things could have been different with them if he had leaned into her a little bit more. Because she challenged him. And she kind she of did. pulled him out of... Um, his shell a little bit. You know, he he wasn't as reserved and closed off as as Ryan was, but there was a little bit of that, uh, you know, there. And uh, I feel like she really challenged him, and she really liked him. I mean, she really like did. With, right from the get go, and and he just kind of. I hate to say it, but it kind of seemed like he brushed that off a little bit yeah. to focus on some of the other ones. And I'll be honest, like Kelsey's, uh, Kelsey was the ultimate one that he chose uh, to to go on with him. And from what we hear, they are not together anymore. I like Kelsey. I never saw the big spark between them. Yeah. If anything, I felt like it was more one-sided than the other way around. Um, I would have liked to have seen him a little bit more with uh, Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca, that seemed like a nice pairing to me because Rebecca, was she a horse trainer? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what she does for a living. And, and you saw a scene on their, they, they would go on you know dates, like a yeah. you know, one-day date with each woman. And, and they were riding horses together and she seemed to really adapt. Yeah. She, she was used to that kind of lifestyle yeah and i think you know this is another situation where he had already determined in his head that she wasn't going to be able to make that transition from her life to his and i was like well that's not really up to you no it wasn't. and i think right right there it should have been like do i have a connection but i guess you know he didn't feel something there so yeah it's uh it's interesting i liked sloan and i liked kirsten too, who was there? Kirsten was kind of fun. She was the one who was always journaling. Like, oh yeah, yeah, all, all, I liked on her. The thing and and again, a little bit more reserved and held back. So uh, I wonder if maybe there was a, a a loss of an opportunity there. And then we have Landon. I like Landon. Uh, they were all nice guys. Yes. Now Landon to me seemed the most, the least mature out of mm -hmm. all of them. For some reason, I don't know if it's because he's in the middle of nowhere with no one around him for miles except for his dogs on the farm. <laughs> but uh, he seemed like he had quite a bit of growing left to do. Um, I'm, I don't know if him and a he chose Ashley L, mm -hmm. um, who I'm pretty sure there's like a, a foot and a half height difference between the two <laughs> of them. He's really tall. Um, and, and his other pick was also Ashley, Ashley R, who had a daughter. I feel like he might have made a mistake there. I don't I do know too. if he he seems to be even his friends warned him warned him that he seems to kind of make the same choices over and over again where he goes for the fun, 
the the party you know thing and but yet he's on the show looking for love permanently and and he passed up an opportunity with a woman who was ready to move herself and her daughter to his farm and have that lifestyle yeah she had i think her daughter was roughly around 10 years old yeah or something like and there that. was a, a connection there and i and i remember kind of cringing a little bit inside when they had although it was a cute moment after he met ashley l's parents they were sitting outside and he went to go kiss her and he kissed you know her nose or whatever but he said oh you're just so much fun and as soon as he said that i was like oh no did he is he leaning in towards her with when his friends warned him about um who was it on his um I think it was, oh, it was Zoe. Oh, yeah. Zoe, he was having a blast with her, but his friends, when they met Zoe, said, she's too much like you keep going after. Right. And that's not what you're looking for. And I wonder if he keeps going to people who seem fun. And and when he said that about Ashley L, I became instantly a little yes. concerned. And, and And so to me, I almost wondered, is this his internal way of, maybe learning he's not ready for this big mm-hmm. step because he also had a big traumatic thing during the season unfortunately towards yeah. the end of the season his, he got word that his father passed yeah. away so he uh he did skip i guess what, what turned out to be one episode yeah. of the show because he obviously had a lot to deal with i think it ended up being about three weeks he took off and then they came back to resuming the show so um so yeah, I, I did like him a lot, uh, and you you touched upon something that that I really did like about the show. There was one episode where they did bring in friends, yes, to because they're the ones that other than their family know is them best, and mm-hmm. they and they would talk to the farmers and say, hey, you know, that's that's a great direction you're going, or or whoa, hold back, you know, you've made mistakes in the past, and yeah. maybe you ought, you ought to be looking for something a little bit different here. And, and then there was an episode where I think it was especially towards the I think when it came down to where each farmer had only two women left to decide mm-hmm. upon, they met each of their families. Yes, and you got the input from the families, so it was it was really really oh, very it compelling, was really and so good. we obviously liked it. And uh, you know, Lisa's. Uh, like she said, following Megan and Hunter. Not like stalker. Not, not stalker. I'm not like, I didn't actually try to find her in Tennessee <laughs> and I'm like sneaking around behind her yeah. and being like, where's where's Hunter in Georgia? And I'm, I'm following some of them on Instagram and on Twitter too. I mean, they're nice people and uh, And I have to say that, you know, there's a lot of people giving them a lot of, uh, uh, you know, troubles over the a special um kind of get together they did after the show because oh, certain yeah. of the cast members were not voted uh, were not asked to go there and i say to that be careful you know a lot of the times i think we tend to think people have this malicious you know game yeah. plan in there and i'm like you know uh i really don't think uh, Sydney or Megan or even Westgate Resorts had anything <laughs> yeah. uh, to do with some of the people not coming. I yeah. think they're they're just they were limited in who could come and yeah. And unfortunately, you've seen a lot of like snarky and just downright mean comments yeah. online from people about that and about other aspects of this show. And you see it with every kind of reality yeah. show and just about anything online. People need to lighten up a little bit and you know. I know I've I like I said I've I thoroughly enjoyed this series a lot and I'm and probably when I hear about things from like I think they do this in Canada too oh. I'll see if these shows become available to easily mm-hmm. watch here I know, maybe that would be worth tuning into yeah the Australian one might be fun to watch now too. one little side piece I did see an update Stephanie was one of the ladies who actually made it pretty far on Hunter's Farm oh yeah I like Stephanie um, Stephanie actually has found love a little bit she met a man I think. On uh, at the airport, I'm pretty sure from flying to uh, you know in Georgia to to go to the farm and, and leaving, oh. and she met this man, and they're still together because oh, wow. she posted an update saying, "I may not have found a farmer, but I did find love," and she has a nice picture of the two of them together, and so it was it was nice to see that. Oh, but, that's really um, nice. Yeah, Megan Megan Baker is Megan Baker. Uh, the one um who, with Hunter yeah. and I just I need I need all the details, which is why <laughs> I'm such a super fan. I subscribed to her Instagram thing, which is awesome because I get a little crown next to my head when I reply to things. But yeah, I'm kind of like, again, legitimately obsessed with a capital O and a crown on top. So <laughs> I really like both of them a lot. And and they didn't really touch upon this. I don't think hardly at all 
while the series was running. But Hunter is, in addition to being a farmer, he's a musician he's, and a yeah. songwriter. And he did release an album, I think, back in 2016, 2017. And I will be curious to see if Miss Sydney, who is, I'm pretty sure, in Nashville working on uh, – like executive producing and all or marketing or something for like artists to see if you know because they definitely have a legitimate yeah, friendship you there. Tell they're good friends. Uh, all three of them are very close. Uh, if she helps him take that to the next level and and all that. So. Yeah, but, but I'm not the biggest country music fan, but I listen to a couple of Hunter's songs and they're pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, found him on spot of Hunter Grayson. Is that yes. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're a country music fan and you've been watching the show, you might want to check out his stuff. They're so cute though, Hunter and Megan. <laughs> And you're so cute. Aww. And unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the show here. I know I talk too much. No, I'm not saying that. It's ah. just that, uh, you know, they, they like stop these jam. in an hour. You're like jam jam. It just keeps coming out. <laughs> and I can't stop. <laughs> but yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed Farmer Wants a Cow. Farmer oh. Wants a Wife. And you know, part of the problem too is we kind of forgot about this. There's a restaurant on the other side of town that's called, that's called Farmer and the Cow. Uh, that's probably so we, what's we, helping. So we drive by there yes. sometimes, and you know that's what? stuck in I my head. I bet you that's what's what's you know doing. But it would be cool if Hunter had a little sideshow where he was trying to find and bid on cattle and he's like oh i'm on this is farmer wants a cow and, and then the cows are like competing to see which ranch they get the cows on. are competing yeah and they go move over you're ridiculous okay i'll stop now we should go get burgers yeah anyway uh this was a lot of fun you we should come to- on again yes yeah, well, there's tons of shows. Yeah, that we have to talk. And about. boy, we've got. To, we're also Big Brother fans, and that's going to be starting up sometime yeah. soon. That, yeah, that that's one that's hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> but uh, it's a train wreck. You got to keep watching. Yeah. So who knows? We might be back talking yes. about that, or we might be talking about any number of things. Because you know, we're probably going to. I, I know we're wrapping up here. She's she's pointing at the clock. Buddy, stop. Oh, buddy, stop. 30, buddy, stop. 30, okay. Well, I thank you for listening. <laughs> And Lisa, thanks again for being Thank on Gotta so Pop. Thank you so much for having me. And everybody, I don't know, just be good to yourselves and have a great day. And go stream Farmer Wants a Wife. Yes. Bye. Bye.